Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of Tales from the Attic. Hi. How you guys doing? Hey, let me uh, let me explain to you what's going on here. If you're new, if you've, if you've never heard this before, this is what we do. I am your host, Donnie Salvo. I reach into my attic into a long box of comics. I grab a random comic. We go through it together. And and hilarity ensues, hopefully. <laughs> if not, then I'll get uh, mean emails or something. I don't know. Anyway, before we get down to business, let's handle some business. Say what? That's right. As always, this... Uh, little thingy here that we do, Tales from the Attic, is sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you could get anywhere from 35 to 75% off of comic books. What? Yeah, that's what I said. 35 to 75% off comic books. I ain't lying. I, I've been using them since I don't even know how long. Long time. They love me a long time, DCBService.com. And uh, I spent a bajillion dollars every month. And uh, if I went to a regular shop that doesn't give discounts, I'd be spending a quadrillion dollars. Monetary value. I I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) No, seriously. Discount Comic Book Service. Um, I use them every month for my order. I save Lots of cash, which gets me to do what? Buy more titles, try new things, you know? And uh, that's what I do. That's what I do with that money I'm saving. Got myself a little budget. Go through, click through everything I need. Boom. And I say, hey, I'm under budget this month because DC canceled a bunch of books. I was, oh, burn. And I'll be like, well, what do we got new in Image here? What do we got new in Dark Horse? What do we got new in Marvel now? I don't know why I talk like this to my computer, but that's what I do. Anyway, so go to uh, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Do it. I don't know why you're waiting. Oh, because you want to hear the rest of this episode. Well, after this episode's over, then go. And boom, here we are together. Excuse me. Let me get uh, some boogies out of my face. Here we go. And today... Today's comic book is brought to you by DC Comics Publishing. Uh, It was published between the months of November and December 1970. I was negative three years old. I was just swimming around in my dad's McNuggets at this point. There you go. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) You could all go ew at the same time. And... I'm going to bring you one of the most serious pieces I think I've ever done on this show. And it is The Adventures of Jerry Lewis, number 121, featuring stories such as A Boob in the Woods. Don't get excited. If you're thinking what I thought, it's false advertising. And Schnook and Ladder. 
there's a couple of uh, stories in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. What do you say? We jump right in there with Jerry Lewis. Oh, with the flavin, the flavin, and the flavin. Here we go. First story: Schnook and Ladder. All right, we're outside a hose company number three. Jerry Lewis. He's got forty-seven locks around his bicycle, locking it to the lamp post in front of the <clears throat> in front of the firehouse. And there's a fireman. He's got his uh. His head sticking out of the window. He says, hey, Jer, how about coming in for a game of checkers? And Jerry Lewis says, sure, as soon as I finish oiling my new bike in the locks up in the, my locks. And then uh, <clears throat> he's running up the stairs to the firehouse. And he said, there's a stolen bike ring in town. I'm taking no chances, Flavin. And he doesn't say that. I'm just going to throw in, like, <laughs> random Jerry Lewis sayings. I don't know why. I do a horrible Jerry Lewis. And um, so this should be fun. And the fireman's like, good news, guys. Here comes the champ checker loser. Oh. Last time at three cents a game, he lost $1.86. Holy crap. That's a lot of freaking... Three cents a game, $1.86 he owes. So that means he lost... Um, email me with the result. I don't do math on my show. And the other guy goes, in a half hour. Holy moly. Jerry Lewis covered in oil. And he looks out the window of the firehouse. He goes, hey, my bike. And there's two two people. And they're th- throwing the entire lamppost in the back of the truck. <laughs> they took the whole lamppost. Because the bike had so many locks on it. You know what I'm saying? Flavin. <clears throat> And he's yelling out, and he's going, those guys are stealing it. And uh, <laughs> one of the guys is going, one of the thieves is going, yeah, this phony lamppost sure fools a lot of suckers. And that's it. Jerry Lewis is mad, but his hands are covered with oil. So he goes down the fireman's pole, and he just slides all the way down to the bottom right on his buttocks. And he's like, they can't get away with this flavin'. Pretty lady with the boy in the... And now all the firemen are coming down. They're just falling right down on top of them. And one of them's like, some jerk oiled the pole. And someone's stepping on Jerry Lewis's head. And they're like, I think I know who that jerk is. And so they're all, there's an emergency. There's a dingy fire department emergency. Oh, I didn't see that part. Oh, okay. The panels are weird in this book. Sorry, people. You have to stick with me. There was a fire department emergency, and they all went down the pole after Jerry, and that's how they fell out. And then the fire chief, he's all muscular and brawly, and he grabs Jerry Lewis, and he's hes like, get out of here, you jerk, and he picks him up, and hes uh, and he's, he throws him out, and Jerry Lewis is like, so throw already, they're getting away with my bike, Flavin, and he throws him, and he winds up throwing him on top of the fire engine that's driving away, and the firemen are like, 4th Street and step on it, and the other guy's like, okay. And they're yelling in the back. He's like, you at the rear wheel. Look sharp. We got some back corners ahead. And guess who fell in there? Jerry Lewis. Oh, Jerry. And, uh, and and Jerry's yelling at him. He's like, wait, I don't even have a driver's license. In fact, I'm just learning my bicycle. All right, that one was horrible. Sorry. And uh, so he's staring the back of it while they're staring the front of it. And, and they're all over the sidewalk, and people are running out of the way. Almost hits an old lady. He runs over a lamppost, and they're like, "Why don't you watch where you're going?" 
that's a, the guy's yelling at at the at the driver the other fireman he's like i am our rear wheels are jumping all over the place and uh <laughs> jerry lewis is looking at some lady who just got out of the shower with a towel and he's like oops sorry lady i'm just this i'm new with this just learning and then he knocked over a tie salesman what guy in the in the 70s were there actual guys with carts selling ties just a cart full of ties like just and just through the sign it says ties that's it and he's yelling at the tie guy he's like hey did you see two guys in a truck with a bicycle and the guy's falling on his face and his ties are all over the place and he's yelling going out of business sale going out of business sale and of course the the um the fire truck bumps into that random truck with cages of chickens wooden cages of chickens i don't is that how they used to do it back then? They just load up like a 1970 Ford pickup with crates of chickens and just send them. And so now there's chickens all over the street, and and there's the Thai guy and the lady with the towel, and now they're driving. And the fire guy is he's yelling at the driver. He says, "Turn left, right," and he says, "I said left," and he goes, "Left, right." And then the chicken lands on Jerry Lewis's head, and then somehow there's a there's an egg in his mouth, and he's going, "What a time to lay an egg!" And they're, oh, it's this chaos. He's turning one way, the guy in the front's turning the other. There's a car accident. He knocked over a fire hydrant. He knocked over the the ticket booth that's flying in the air from the movie theater with the lady still in it. There's a pizza truck flying through the air. Mailboxes are all over the place. And the and the and the guy in charge is yelling, "Who's staring back there?" And the, and the driver's going, "I don't know, but whoever he is, he just passed us for the third time." <laughs> and so, so they they finally get into a straight line, and uh, Jerry Lewis is in the back, and he's he, dude. There's so much stuff on top of this uh, fire engine. There's a shoe store sign, a hot dog cart. A traffic light, a punch buggy, which is a Volkswagen Beetle. There's a banner for Fire Prevention Week. Um, there's an eye examiner sign. There's a fresh fish sign and an American flag. And uh, Jerry Lewis is like, oh, my egg, I swallowed it whole. I hope it's fresh. Well, the chicken just laid it in your mouth, Jerry, so I don't think it's going to get any fresher than that, pal. And the guy's yelling at the driver in the front, and he's like, "Are you slowing down?" He goes, "No, chief. The truck is just just seems heavier." And then all of a sudden, he goes, "There's the fire! Stop!" And he slams on the brakes. And as he slams on the brakes, all the stuff that I just mentioned is flying off of the truck. And Jerry Lewis is flying, and he hits the button for the ladder, and the ladder goes straight up in the air. And he's stuck, and his legs stuck in there, and his neck is stuck in there, and he's like, "The ladder's going up." help somebody save me Flavin save me and he's hanging off and then uh, <laughs> there's a there's a smoke coming out of his window all the way up on the top floor then he's yelling save me and you hear okay and it's a woman a middle aged woman that really looks like Lucille Ball I mean like but towards the end Lucille Ball not like I love Lucy Lucille Ball but the other Lucille Ball and she's all she's a f- a flame swallower she swallows flames and she goes I'm Madam Flamezola fire eater that's what they call them fire eaters should have read ahead 
par excellence. I shall save you. And he's on the on the ladder, and he's like, "Oh, I'm slipping!" And he starts slipping down the ladder, and uh, she steps out, and she's stepping on top of his head, and she goes, "Where are you going, dummy? I said I'd save you." And, and uh, she, she, they're both hanging onto the ladder, and the woman's freaking out, and she grabbed him by the neck, and and she's going, and, and she's like, "I'm falling!" And he goes, "Oh, you're cracking the egg! I just swallowed." And now she grabbed the ladder, and she's holding him up by his chin with her foot, and she's like, "You're not falling! I am!" And then uh, the firemen are on the ground, and they're yelling, and they're like, "What are they doing up there?" She goes, I think she, he says, I think she's teaching him judo. And she's flipping him all about and whatnot. And uh, and he goes, the chief is like, before I forget it, somebody up there better put out the fire. And so the, the fire eater lady, she flips Jerry Lewis on her shoulder and she goes, up you go, skinny. And then she's, uh, she's lifting him up to, to go into the roof of the building. And he sees through a big old skylight. He goes, oh, my goodness, down there, it's my bike. And and he sees the two people with the bike. And uh, he goes, they're taking it away. I'll never see it again. I wonder if Pee Wee Herman has read this book, and that's where the Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie came from. It could be. Hmm. He, he's like, and I haven't even made the second payment. And then, <laughs> then the fire eater lady, she's like, I just remembered. I'm afraid of heights. And she drops Jerry Lewis. And she's like... And Jerry's like, don't let go. And he's like, don't. And as he's going down, he's breaking the rungs of the ladder with his chin. And he's like, don't, don't, don't. And each one is cracking. And then he... She... They they both fall into that big, like, um, safety trampoline thingy that the firemen always have. But she lands in it. Or he lands in it first, and she lands in it, and she flies him up to the roof. So he goes through the the, the skylight, and uh, the firemen are like, "How do he do that? He must be wearing rubber sneakers." And the chief's like, "All right, let's get in there and pick up the pieces." And then uh, the fireman can't get in. He's like, "It's locked. I'll I'll get an axe." And uh, the chief's like, "No, this building's not even on fire. We have to pick the lock." Ask the boys if one of them's got a hairpin. <laughs> wow. So there's this uh, this guy in a derby, and these two very ugly henchmen-looking guys are uh, Jerry Lewis is falling through their their ceiling, and uh, he's yelling, "Going down, third floor, second floor, main floor! Holy moly, the bicycle crooks! Ah, now I got you!" And the big uh, henchman guy goes, You got who, Buster? And the bald, crazy-looking henchman guy goes, Let's get him. And they just have, like, paint guns. Like, spray paint guns. Not like paint guns. Not like paintball, but, like, because they didn't have that in the 70s. But back in the... You know what I'm talking about? The spray. You hook the bottle paint in the bottom, and it's it's like a spray. You know, they use it for spray tanning. That Never mind. So they're about to get Jerry Lewis. You can't get Jerry Lewis like that. And he's like, stand where you are or I'll let you have it. And they think he's got a gun. And he's like, oh, no, he's got a gun. And he goes, yeah, spray guns. And he sprays them both with, with blue and pink paint. And they're like, help. 
and they fall on the ground and all of a sudden this igor looking dude comes running in and he's got this high pressure spray gun it's huge and then there's just no one can see and everybody's just shooting everybody with paint and like the whole room is just filled with colors and and they're all like they're yelling at each other and everything else and then uh there's like a, a little blowtorch thingy that's on and uh Jerry Lewis can't see, but he's yelling at him. He goes, shame on you. Four against one, picking on a weakling, a skinny weakling like me. All I want is my bicycle, which I've only made the first payment on already. And, uh, and he bumps into the cart that's holding up the uh, blowtorch, of course, and it falls to the ground. And, the, and all the goons, they're mad now. And they start going out there covered in paint, and they're like, you're never going to live to make another payment. And the blowtorch now is hitting some kind of a crate thing, and it's starting to crackle. And um, the fire department's trying to break in. They're like, open up in there. And you hear, pop, 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 pop. And all the uh, the uh, thugs in there think, it's like, machine guns, it's the cops. They got us surrounded. Don't shoot. We give up. They're coming out. And all of a sudden, it's just pop, 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 pop. And one of the firemen outside is like, there's just shit flying out of all the windows and everything. And he's like, hey, it's snowing. And he's like, no, it's not snowing, it's popcorn. And the gangsters are all like, popcorn? We thought that was machine guns. Hey, Jerry, you heating up those those tins of popcorn? Sure, fool those crooks. And you look and it says, pop, pop, Kinski's popcorn factory. Popcorn like grandpa used to pop for pop. That's the slogan. That's confusing. But it's coming at everything. And then you turn it. And uh, Jerry's covered in paint. And he's outside. And he's all upset. And he's like, my bicycle. I got to go in and get it. And, and the chief's like, you'll find it now that we got the crooks. And one of the firemen bring out the bike. And it's all covered in paint. And it's all dripping. And the fireman's like, is this, is this it, Jerry? And Jerry's like, no, mine's blue. And the fireman's like, well, this is blue and pink and orange and green and yellow and purple and red. And he go, and then the chief goes, quiet, stand back. And he goes, I know how we could identify this. And he turns on the hose and he sprays Jerry Lewis and his bike with the hose. And it's a blue bike. And Jerry Lewis is all clean now and he, they were both wet. And he goes, it's mine, mine, oh, chief, how could I thank you? And he goes, get on your bike and get lost. That's the end of that one. Uh, oh, my God, there's a, let's see. There's a couple of stories in here. We're just going to jump right into them here. All right. Jerry Lewis, pizza pie in the sky. He's at a pizza place. And uh, Jerry Lewis grabs the help wanted sign. He goes, your troubles are over, Mr. Pizza Man. I know everything about pizza from soup to nuts. And the pizza man is like, uh, let's see how Italian and offensive I get. He goes, we got the eight kinds of pizza, but no soup or nuts. Don't stand there like a leaning tower of pizza. Get to work. I'm going back in the kitchen. So that's how easy it was to get a job in 1970. You just mouth off to a pizza guy. And boom, you already work for him. And he trusts you enough where he's going to leave you out front, usually where the register is, and go get some. And he, uh, so the guy's like, 
the kids will be getting out of school in a minute. So get ready for the rush. Holler when you run out of the door. And uh, he said, that's not a nice way to speak to a poor person. So he's just slapping the dough and he's patting it down. He's all patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. And then he, he's pulling it all out and he's flipping it and stuff. And he's like, this is a snap. It just takes a little coordination and perfect t- sense of timing and a lot of and that's a lot of crust and i got all three and he throws it up in the air and he goes only master a master could do this and then it falls on his head and he goes who turned out the lights and he can't see nothing and then you hear from the back room how's it going and he's like oh it's just fine i'm just i'm really throwing myself into my work get it <laughs> and he's all okay don't let it go to your head take a deep and then uh kids are coming out hey seymour gingerbread man because he's covered in dough and so he's going to make another one and jerry lewis is making another one because this time i'm going to get right and he's doing all kinds of tricks and he's like the one-handed twirl how's this for flower power <laughs> that would have been really funny if you go back in your time machine and he throws up he's like look no hands and he's throwing it in the air and the little fat kid's like please sir i'm her hungry and he's like yes sir with me working in this place and one of the bratty kids is like, that pizza man's business is really going to... And he goes, take off, because a bird flew by and grabbed the dough out of Jerry Lewis's hand when he was flipping it. And the, and the little kid's like, that's my lunch. And they're yelling, hey, we're starved. What's up with them pizzas? You better get them or we'll tear you limb from limb. And the other kid's like, yeah, we'll pound you to a pulp. What are these two eight-year-olds? They're going to kick the crap out of, like, 40-something Jerry Lewis. And then Jerry's so nervous. He's like, that's a two. Oh, no, sorry, wrong character. He goes, that's two against one. And then uh, the mean pizza guy sticks his head out of the back room, and he's like, hey, boy, how many you got to make already, made already? And he goes, I can't even begin to count them, sir. And he just keeps trying to make them faster. But every time something happens, so he's flipping it real fast. He's flipping it real fast. He flips it so fast that he flew away with it. And he and he can't stop himself. And, and he's like he's like a helicopter. And the kids are like, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, nah, it's Pizza Man. And Jerry Lewis is flying away. And the pizza guy goes, you're fired. And he goes, yeah. Well, I quit because I just think I joined the Air Force. And that's the end of that one. And here's the one we've been waiting for. A boob in the woods. Uh, Let's see. We start off. Jerry Lewis. He's got a guitar. He's talking to his, his nephew. He says, Nephew... I finally learned to play my favorite song, I Surrender. And he starts strumming on the guitar, and glasses are breaking. And his nephew's got his ears covered, and he goes, Surrender? It sounds more like an attack. And Jerry Lewis is mad. He goes, You just don't appreciate good music. And his nephew says, I do. That's why I can't stand yours. Oh, it's burnt. He burned him. And then Jerry Lewis grabs his sheet music and his guitar, and he goes, I'll go someplace else and practice and his and his nephew goes you better find yourself a soundproof cave if i hear you come around here again i'll report you to the cp uh spcg uh, uh, oh jerry lewis goes what's that okay so we're both not as lost and he goes this is society for prevention of cruelty to guitars to guitars 
<laughs> that's pretty good. And uh, Jerry Lewis is in the woods, and uh, he's underneath a tree with a no hunting sign. It's full of bullet holes and an arrow, and there's a knife sticking out of the tree, and he's sitting on a rock under the tree, and he's uh, he goes, I'll show that nephew, and he, he starts to play the the guitar, and all of a sudden one of his strings pops, and he goes, and it, and it went, bang, and he goes, where did that note come from? I didn't even play it yet. And there's just all these bullets flying by his head, and he's like, I hear guns. Somebody must be shooting. And I mean, they're literally flying by his face. And then they shot the guitar out of his hand, and the no hunting sign comes down. And, and he's like, and, and there's bullets going through his shirt, which I don't know how it didn't hit him, but it went through his shirt. And he's like, oh, he's shooting at me, and I didn't think I was that bad with the guitar and the fling and the blow. And he starts running. He's like, I gotta get out of here. And he runs right into this ginormous hillbilly with a shotgun. And we all know what happens when you run into giant hillbillies in the woods with shotguns. No, no. It's a Jerry Lewis comic. It's not delivered. This little hairy guy comes out. And he's like, uh, little hairy hillbilly comes out. And he says, uh, howdy, stranger. Shaq Nasty's the name. And this be my twin sons, Clark and Earl. And the one is huge and one is wide. Let's put it that way. And he goes, and this be my lovely daughter. And there's that, you know, the uh, stereotypical hot body, butterface. Get it? Butterface? You know what I mean? And, uh, and she goes, I'm Sarah June. Ain't I pretty? You like my tooth? I bought it through the mail order catalog. It's got a, <laughs> it's got a guitar paw. Oh no, he's he's got a guitar paw, and it's all messed up and shot to shit. And he's like, "You coming with us, stranger?" And Jerry's like, "Sorry, I can't. I gotta leave while I'm alive to leave." And then the. The, the fat hillbilly puts his gun up to Jerry Lewis's head and he says, Paul said, come along. And so Jerry Lewis is like, so why are we standing here? Let's move with the moving. Let's move. And so they um, they want him to play in their jug band, but he's got like a guitar with no neck, so he's just playing these broken strings and he's sitting on a thing. And, um, you know, they're playing like one's got a fiddle, the other one's banging spoons on a jug the other one's made like a bass guitar out of a stick <clears throat> string and um, a wash pan and then the other one is rubbing a <laughs> he's rubbing a stick up and down a saw which is weird and so the pop is like beautiful and then the chick is like I'm Sarah June ain't I pretty you like my hair I just washed it with goat milk so's to put a curl in it <laughs> so weird and so like the whole house is just flipping and flanging with music and the pigs outside are covering their ears <clears throat> and uh cherry lewis is like why are you shooting at me mr shack nasty sir and uh he says we was shooting at our mortal enemies ma jug bender and her three sons irving irving and irving I wonder if the writers for the Bob Newhart show read this comic and that's where they got 
And then he says, how come she calls all of them Irving? And she says, uh, after the first one was born, she plumb ran out of names. <laughs> so somewhere in the distance, you see uh, this fat hillbilly lady and a tall, skinny redneck dude and a short, fat redneck dude. And it says, meanwhile, some distance away. And they're singing, oh, the mule that fell in the well, in the well. And then the, the ma's yelling at him, louder, Irving. It's your brother, Irving. Howdy, Irving. And they're all, howdy, Irving. And he's all, howdy. And he's like a big, goofy-looking bitch. And uh, and then he's running over, and he's saying, Ma, that stranger with the shack nasties must be their kin. And then uh, she says, that means they got five guns to our four. And, uh, and then the, the little one is like, let's get them before any more of their kinfolk show up. Oh, my God, there's going to be a shootout in the... And uh, there's some guy hiding in a suit with a big, huge tape recorder hiding. And he goes, they stopped singing. Now's my chance to talk to him, man. This is my groovy day. So they're all running. And they're yelling, we'll surround the shack nasties and blow them to bits. Then we'll make peace with them. <laughs> and then uh, one of them's yelling, like, I'll part that Earl's hair. And the other one says, you better part his front teeth. And then the hippie dude comes out. He's like, wait, I want to talk to you. And he's like, damn, I missed him. And then it says, back at the Shack Nasties. And Jerry Lewis is trying to climb out the window. And uh, and the, 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 the paws all jump up in there. He's like, I'm all fired up now, boys. Let's go get ourselves some jug benders. And Jerry Lewis is trying to climb out the window. And the chick is, <laughs> she grabs him and she's like, Ain't I pretty? I don't use no perfume except a little cabbage juice to sweet the smell. Oh. And um, Jerry Lewis jumps out the window, and the and the pa's like, "Where'd our guitar player get to?" And then uh, the girl's like, "We went. He went out that window, pa." <laughs> and the other dude is like, "We best find him before the jug benders do." And Jerry Lewis, for some reason, is still holding on to that piece of shit guitar. It shot the shit, but he's still trying to... And so he's running through the woods, and he's like, I hope this thing is a bad dream. I hope I get out of here before I wake up. And he hears music, and from behind him, he's like, oh, God, it's the Shack Nasties. And he's like, don't shoot, I give up. And it's the hippie with the tape deck. And he's like, who are you? And he goes, Wardell Shivitz is my name. Tape recording's my game. And I'm up here... <laughs> getting real authentic folk rock music so this dude just dresses in a suit carries a 2,000 pound tape recorder <laughs> in the middle of the forest and just sits outside hillbilly's homes and records them i wonder wonder what the pension is like on that job oh god how are the benefits uh so the hippie dude's like I gotta find the Shack Nasties and the Jug Benders. Their music is good, but it's missing something. Can you help me find them? And he, Jerry Lewis is like, Not me. Not in a million years. No, sir. Not in a thousand. And this hippie just whipped out a wad of cash. He's like, I'll give you 200 bucks. And Jerry Lewis is like, Nope, not even for for $200. And he goes, But make it 140 and I'll do it. I owe 140 on my guitar. Oh, Jerry. And he's like, you know how you find them? Just keep walking until we hear shooting. <laughs> then we know we found them. 
And so they're walking and walking and walking. And uh, for an hour, and Jerry Lewis is like, it's no use. These woods are so big. We'll never find them. And then uh, the hippie dude's like, I got an idea. If they hear their music, they may come to us. So he starts playing the tape recorders. And the music starts to play, and then all of a sudden, bullets just fly. And Jerry's like, they sure did find us. Yup, that's the Shack Nasties. And he runs, and he's trying to run, and the hippie guy grabs him, and he goes, stay down, get down. And he falls, and he falls on both of the tape recorders. How he was still alive, I don't know, but he broke them. And so they're both, like, playing at the same time. And he's like, I'm sorry. It was an accident. And the hippie dude is like, shut up and listen. The Shack Nasty's music and the Chug Bender singing, that's what was missing. Them together. What a fab sound. Sensational. And so the Shack Nasty's show up, and they just they just hear the music. And they start dancing. And they're like, huh? Ah. And the girl's like, I hear the purdy music. And then, uh, then the, um, Jug benders show up with their guns and they're like, It's as purdy as the birds. And one of them says, Purdy is Ma's face. I don't like that. I don't like where that's going. And then the <laughs> Jerry Lewis and the hippie dude are holding these ginormous um, tape recorders and they're standing on a cl- at the edge of a cliff, which doesn't seem safe. And uh, the hippie guy's like, Shevitz is my name and tape recording is my game. I can make you famous. And the little paws, like the little uh, hillbilly guy, is like uh, famous. What's that mean? And the ma or the other family goes, money, maybe enough to buy a live hog. And <laughs> and uh, then the two brothers from each family are looking at the tape recorders, and they're like, hey, that's us inside them little old boxes. And the other guy's like, us too. Ain't they got? Ain't they the catfish's whiskers? I don't know what that means. And uh, the hippie dude's like, let's put your ex on these contracts, folks. And the, and the ma goes, I can't make with an ex. Will an O do? And uh, both families threw all their stuff in their Beverly Hillbillies car. Like from the beginning of Beverly Hillbillies. That's why I called it the Beverly Hillbillies car. And uh, the hippie dude, he throws he throws 140 bucks at... Uh, Jerry Lewis and he's like here here's 140 bucks I promise you buy a new guitar Jerry Lewis says you kidding I still gotta pay for the old one and then uh so they're leaving and the hillbilly girls are like I got my pretty socks on and I got pretty feet too especially the right one I don't know what that means and uh <laughs> so Jerry Lewis is talking to his his uh his nephew and he says, so I fixed the guitar and returned it to the company. And his nephew says, what would you do with $140? And he goes, I'll show you. He pulls out from behind the chair a big-ass tuba, and he starts playing it. And his nephew's running away, and he goes, a tuba? That does it. I'm heading for the deep woods. You think we're done? Well, guess what? We're not, sucker. We've still got another story here. Jerry Lewis in low-IQ snafu. And he's running through the streets, and he's at the hardware store, and there's a big help wanted sign. I see a pattern here. And he's like, oh, boy, a job. 
And he goes, a job means money, and a money means I can buy a new pair of sneakers. I don't know why these always wear out the heels. And as he's stopping, he's screeching on his heels. And he just grabs a sign off the window and starts tearing it up. And the owner comes out. He's like, why are you tearing up that sign? And he goes, because I've decided to make accept your swell offer. And the guy says, well, you tear up signs pretty good. And he's like, is it a sign-tearing job? And the owner goes, no, can you climb? And Jerry Lewis is like, can I climb? The man says, ha, ha. And he, and there's sound effects, zip, zap, whap. And you see Jerry Lewis climbed on the little guy. The little owner climbed on him. And he's like, I can make a mountain goat look like a regular goat. And, and the guy says, all right, already, you got the job. And uh, he hands him a bucket of paint and a brush. And he goes, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Paint that flagpole. Jerry Lewis is like, are you kidding? It's a snap. But this is what he does. He's just, he's so enthused that he has his job. He's painting the flagpole. He starts from the bottom. And he's just going, my job, my money, my sneakers. And he's just painting and climbing, painting and climbing, painting and climbing. And uh, <laughs> he's up on top of the flagpole. And he's going, I'm finished, mister. What do I do next? And the owner comes out with a wet paint sign. And he goes, uh, sit tight. That's what you do. Jerry Lewis is like, sit tight. And he goes, yeah, that's right, you idiot. You should have started at the top and worked your way down. But you have to stay up there until the paint dries. Here's your supper. And he flings a sandwich at him. And he goes, it's slow drying paint, so don't move till tomorrow. And he's like, yes, Mr. Boss, sir. I won't move a muscle. And he's sitting there. And he's got the, the paint can and the brush in one hand. And these pigeons came and flew over, and they're eating a sandwich on him. And he goes, come on, fellas, please at least save me crumb, a crumb for breakfast. Bum, bum, bum. And that's how it ends. That's a lot of story for a comic book. Uh, so that was The Adventures of Jerry Lewis, number 121. For 15 cents, you got four stories. That's crazy, right? 15 cents for four stories. That would cost you $2,000 right now. Not that issue, but a store, but a you buy a book with four stories in it, two grand easy. I'm telling you, at these prices. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, you could always email me with suggestions or comments at uh, uh, donnysalvo at yahoo.com. That's D O N N Y S A L V O at yahoo.com. And please check out our sponsor, dcbservice.com. Uh, great discounts. I use them all the time. And uh, never had a problem with them. DCBService.com. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later.